everybody and welcome i can see that my audio is getting picked up right now i saw other people's audio is getting picked up right now yes we're doing it we are all here we can all be heard because i'm not having a repeat of what happened three out of four games last week i really want to be able to have everyone be heard uh especially because today is june 17th 2019 and you are loved and because it is pride month i feel like it is most especially important that everyone is heard and that everybody feels accepted so to all of our friends viewers and everybody who doesn't even know about us yet you are doing the best possible job that you can, and we are proud of you. And that is something that I will stand by regardless of the month. It's just that, like, this, having it be Pride Month really helps remind me to also actively say it. So, you're doing the best that you can, and that's great, and we believe in you. Because uh, it's important to remember. Other things that are important to remember is that Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, 5.30 p.m. Pacific Standard Time here at Indoor Adventures... Uh, on Twitch.tv, we have Homebrew Games, Curse of Straw, Ghosts of Saltmarsh, Community One-Shots, and a whole bunch of other stuff. So, be sure to come and check us out. Uh, if you are catching this for the first time, if you are a brand new viewer, you can go uh, and catch up on our VODs at YouTube.com slash Indoor Adventures, or you can go to IndoorAdventures.Podbean.com, Apple iTunes, uh, or Apple Podcasts slash indoor adventures spotify for indoor adventures and pretty much anywhere else that you could find audio casts you can find us uh if you like the show and you would like to support the show there are free twitch subs that you can get from an amazon prime sub you can go to patreon.com slash indoor adventures if you want to help us out there or that transition didn't go nearly as well as i thought it would this one worked perfectly though success hello everybody did you know we have indoor merch we got tank tops we got t-shirts we got mugs lb is wearing the goreblast stompfoot gymnasium home of the tiny rage tank top we got bigger battler mugs that say the same thing we got moon maidens t-shirts posters we even have if you are interested mugs that support the looming 20s game the uh urban fantasy noir detective game that graybeard ran we have mugs with the characters faces on that we got all sorts of stuff and if there's anything that you want specifically just let me know and i will do my best to provide that uh currently i am trying to figure out how to get more merch on the store uh for posters and t-shirts and other things like that so that way we can have more than just one or two shirts uh, and make it a really difficult choice for all of you guys as to what things you actually want. Because, oh god, they'll all be so cool! Uh, with that, that's it for my merch spiel. So, guys, who are we playing tonight? Hey everybody, I'm RJ and I'm playing Calum, the Shatterkai Cleric. Hi, I'm LB Hackamop and I'm playing Gwen, the Halfling Barbarian. I am Cyber, and I play Arjan, the Dragonborn Bloodhunter. And I'm Wings, and I'm going to be playing Coriander, the Eldrin Paladin. And I am the Indoor Adventurer, and tonight I shall be your Dungeon Master. Now, 
Last we left off, you guys were aboard the Moonrunner, the ship that Captain Oliviette was sailing, uh, going from the Isle of Arathsk back to the mainland, where you ended up encountering Sunbeak Bowbreaker, a tango with a warhammer that could create an explosion after it was thrown, and after a pretty... Uh, difficult encounter with uh, a group of avian pirates. You were all successful, but the crew of Captain Oliviette was severely depleted. You ended up making your way back to Marisville, leaving the ship, uh, and as you were deciding what to do for the evening, off in the distance you saw that a Keshin trade vessel was actually making its way to the port of Marisville. It is roughly around three in the afternoon. You guys have recovered Old Bess, your uh, nag of a horse, as well as your cart, and are making your way out of Mar uh, out of Marisville. What is your guys' plan currently as you leave? And we'll kind of zoom in on the four of you. Get the fuck out. Get the fuck out. And then head north, west, northwest. Gwen's tribe. Okay. Yeah. All right, sounds good. So you guys go uh, pretty late into the evening at this point, making your way far past Marisville, far past uh, that split in the earth where you had initially found Gwen's Runtax, what feels like months ago at this point. Uh, and it begins to turn to nightfall. Your guys' first day now back in the mainland is kind of coming to an end. Old Bess, after having not been run for the last 15 days, is now, well, uh, running a little bit harder than she has been in the past, uh, carrying the weight of most of you guys. Gwen, you are not exactly a hefty companion, uh, but the elves and dragonborn uh, as a kind of communal group uh, do make it a little bit harder for the horse. So at this point, you guys uh, have been traveling for several hours and are now just making camp. Uh, what would you guys like to do once you kind of establish camp? <laughs> I'd like to take a look at the Warhammer. Okay. Yeah. Sounds good. Do, do my doobly-doos on it. You know, detect magic, identify. Sure. Uh, and after an identify spell, after taking about 10 minutes with this item, you know that this is called a Sunforger. Uh, it is a... Uh, it's not exactly a common item, but you are pretty sure that this kind of equipment, uh, when looking at it, is of dwarven make. So you're pretty sure that one of the... Uh, that Sunbeak, this tanga that had obtained it, had probably gotten it from a uh, from a dwarf who had been sailing from Marisville over to Arathsk or from somewhere else towards the island and had lost it in the process. Yeah, I'll relay it to anyone who's listening. Um, I mean, Gwen kind of reaches for it. <laughs> Hand it back to her. Like... Anyone, everyone, cool that I just like. She places it on her belt. No, I'm sure that can provide a lot of utility, especially along with your uh, really cool ancestral axe. 
Yeah, the Runtax. Sweet. Uh, here's your sword back there, Cory. Oh, thank you. And she's gonna hand back the long sword. Yep, she'll put that in its scabbard and then put it away. Uh, is there anything I, you guys want to know before we like head up to my my peeps? I know we got a few days still, but okay. Are they different from anybody else in the natural plane? Is there anything that I will I offend anyone? I mean, I don't think all? you'll offend anyone by like being who you are. They're definitely different than most people on the material planes. They're more like okay. me though, so. I mean, it's not like you haven't met someone like them before. Are, are there any topics that we shouldn't bring up? Probably like giants and shit. The ancestry, you know. Are they going to be mad about the about the the jewelry thing? The jewelry thing. What jewelry That's, thing? That was a giant, wasn't it? Oh, um. Mm, we're not gonna tell them about that, but uh, I don't think that I don't know. They're pretty open-minded people. I mean, they did accept a halfling into their society, eventually. Um, but y yeah, probably shouldn't mention him. Um, okay. How do they feel about Coraline? Do they care about other religions? Uh, <laughs> as far as other religions are concerned. They don't really care one way or the other as long as you weren't coming into the tribe telling them that they need to follow something new. They aren't really going to care if you choose to worship whoever. Uh, however, they do have their own list of, like, these are deities that nobody should worship. And, well, you can probably figure out what most of those deities are anyways just by asking most people, hey, who is a darker aligned deity? We don't talk about them here. Like, yeah, uh, is the Raven Queen on that list? The Raven Queen is not. Uh, okay. Your tribe, neutral, right? Yeah, your tribe doesn't really have. Uh, they don't really have any animosity towards the Raven Queen. Uh, but it's not like they themselves are going out of their way uh, to keep her in a very high standing. Uh, at least, again, your tribe wasn't the ones building temples and structures because they are a more nomadic people, whereas the actual followers of the Raven Queen are up in Fildas. Yeah. Um, I mean, you're cool to take place uh, or not take place in as much as you want uh, as far as, like, rituals go. Um, there are some things that you definitely won't be able to take like take part in, but I don't think that, that that's few and far between that actually comes up. Um, so, like, I mean, we might have, like, a party when I come back, so, uh, they get kind of rowdy. Oh, good. So, like, a bunch of ones. Yeah, except they're, like, eight feet tall. Are they gonna try to make me bang other people? I'm pretty sure that's just a me thing. I mean, they're the ones who taught me about sex. Okay. I just taught, because, like... It, it didn't work. I'm just going to say it, it didn't work. What season should I take? Oh, um, I don't think it really matters as long as you're not crying. They just won't know what to do if you're, like, winter Cory. Right. 
Yeah, it just if you become antagonistic like Summer Corey, you're gonna have to back up what you're talking about. So like, if you don't think you can beat them in a fight, I would just stay away from Summer Corey. Okay. Yeah, they're pretty chill. I mean, I'll introduce you to like my, they're they're kind of one big family, so. I'll probably just name off a bunch of people, but if you can't remember their names, that's fine. There's a lot of like nicknames too. So like I'm Stompfoot, uh, the Tiny Terror, you know, like I have titles, but yeah. All right. Cool. I'm just going to follow you on this one. Cool. It'll just be like, uh, coming home for one of you. <laughs> they have, they have really good food though. So like, <laughs> I'm sure they'll welcome you guys in just fine. It'll be like one big homecoming for all of us. Great. Looking right. forward to it, actually. Sounds rather lovely. Harshan, make a history check. And this will be with advantage. Fifteen. So you know that Gwen talking about the society of the Goliath that she uh, comes from, she is kind of dancing around a uh, a pretty big uh, point of note specifically for you, which was their stance on undeath that okay yep not talking about it <laughs> all right uh yeah just as a reminder let's not talk about it uh <laughs> yeah so it'd <laughs> be like a religious debate that you do not want to get into surrounded by goliaths but yeah so it's wrong thing to do with your first level cleric <laughs> So yeah, uh, Gwen, you have filled them in about your Goliath society. Uh, what way are you guys deciding on going? Uh, also, make I'd like for all of you to make a uh, make a survival check. Eighteen. Twenty-two. Eight, seven. So Gwen and Corey, you guys aren't really uh, thinking about the supply side of what you guys are going to be needing to make this journey. Uh, but Arjan, both you and Calum both have the thought of possibly counting up your rations, seeing exactly how much food you guys have to split between the four of you as this journey, at least until the locks. Uh, which is kind of a halfway point almost to get to uh, to get to Gwen's tribe is going to take a total of 15 days. We might not have a lot of food, so it'd be best to stop somewhere. Unless you guys are up for, like, hunting and fishing. I mean, that's but, kind of what we did as a tribe. That's what I did on my way down. I can hunt. Yeah, 
but on those days that like we get nothing i would feel more comfortable if we did have something in the you know pocket all right uh what's on the way um I mean, if we had pretty much we have to go around the old pen that ugh, whatever it's called port i don't know and then we have to go up the bay the bay that's a good word for it oh yes, yeah a worrying amount of water well okay so oh yeah Caleb has a map right yeah well, looking at it, it looks like there's a bunch of deltas on the way up to the hollow locks. And then a river separating that, and I think this is an outpost? You guys want to go through the hollow locks? Well, I mean, that's the burn forest that we were trying to check out. Oh, right. Do we want to do that on the way? I mean, I heard it was haunted, so, like, I kind of avoided that on the way down. Wait. I mean, the fate of the plane is kind of in danger. We probably should see how urgent this is. By stopping in the haunted forest? At least doing some reconnaissance. Okay. Hey, listen, with a cleric and a paladin, we should be fine on undead. Ha <laughs> 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 Yep. <laughs> Anyways, uh, I mean, yeah, we could we could skim it on the way up. We just have to avoid all the rivers. We could also double back through Silt Creek on the way back up. That's just for resupply. Silt Creek. Let's not go through Silt Creek. Well, which is a silly place. <laughs> <laughs> we can go through Silt Creek to check on JD. I do want to check on JD, but it's so far out of the way. Mm, not really. Isn't it like have, two days? Well, we have to go around the... There's like a bunch of rivers that kind of arc downward <coughs> into close to Silt Creek. So we have to go past it anyway if we don't want to get wet. How there, far out of the way would it be? Are there bridges? <laughs> uh, my map because does not show that. If we afford them, then we probably should go around. I should go around. We'd have Endor. to chop the wagon. Endorf. <laughs> uh... To, to expedite this, what can we make a check uh, to see what is the quickest way that we can uh, get either to the Hollow Locks or to Gwen's tribe without getting Corey wet? Without getting Corey wet. Uh, okay, so make another survival check looking at the map. Natural one. Solid. I mean, Corey didn't see Corey didn't seem like she was capable of getting wet inside of the captain's quarters of a boat going across the water. So like you guys could try and ferry it, see if there's a boat that's gonna take you across. No matter what, we're going to have to ford the river. And possibly die of dysentery. Uh I have read a book about that. It does not fare well. How to cloak a wagon. Let's, it's a good thing we're all not bankers. That's, that's, you know, the three type of people, bankers, farmers, and what was no. one? Right. It's great that none of us are bankers. <laughs> Aren't you a banker, Arjun? Aren't you our banker? 
treasurer. I, I prefer the term hordes person. Hordes person. Directly looks into camera. <laughs> <laughs> A small release date for the Ack Inc. book. The timer starts going down. Thanks, Reeves. Thank you for the sub. <laughs> but yeah. Two hours and five minutes until it drops on TNT Beyond. Looking ah. at the map. Uh, you guys are pretty sure that if you were to double back to Silt Creek, uh, it would take roughly about two days uh, added on to the overall journey. No. And that's not including any time that you would then spend in Silt Creek, uh, communing with friends, gathering supplies. Is there any place that we can stop for supplies aside from Silt Creek? Can I see if I can recall any places that were on the way? Uh, you can. Uh, make a history check. I can hunt and gather. It's just we've all been rolling pretty terribly on our survival checks thus far, and I don't know if we want to count Gappa, on you're going to give Arjan a nosebleed! <laughs> Too late. <laughs> uh, 15. Okay, so with a 15, you know that uh, going from the northern sections uh, down to the south, the hollow locks really were the primary outpost in terms of trade uh, and a lot of small little uh, trading posts that actually been set up along the river kind of leading up to it. But ever since the fire came through, that hasn't really been a steady thing that you can rely on anymore as that central trade hub has now gone. Uh, but you do know that there are hunters and traders and uh, looters slash acquisitionists uh, that can be found around the outskirts of the uh, of the woods that deal not only in meats that they have personally gone out and found, uh, but they also uh, are willing to give you at a reasonable price things that they have taken from uh, the hollowed locks themselves. Yeah, we should be fine. There's plenty of hunters and people on the road that will trade with you. Okay. And if you guys don't mind a smelly deer carcass or whatever we hunt, I can purify it at some point. I don't mind a smelly deer Does anyone else mind a smelly deer carcass? I mean, that's pretty unsafe, but I mean, if it's purified, it should be fine. Alright, cool. Um, I mean, I have like 11 days worth of rations, so I can share two. I don't know how fresh they are, though. I we think can I can purify those, those too. Ah, alright, yeah. cool. Jinx, you owe me Maybe a good. potion of healing. I did. We don't do jinxes here. Only hexes. Only hexes. <laughs> Let's move on. <laughs> oh, I can also purify stuff. That's so yeah, useful. I'm sure I can but, too. Uh, who's taking first watch, by the way? You. That's not what Corey says. I will. <laughs> okay. She's taking after Gwen. So. Just for the sake of establishing time, uh, for your guys' upcoming travel, we'll just say that the order that you guys are picking right now, unless you specify at a later date, will just be the order that your watches will go in as you travel. Sound good, cool. people? I'll, I'll take first watch with Corey. Okay. 
Um, yeah, I'll take first watch. Okay. And then are we doing a second and third watch or just a second watch with uh, Arjan and Kalem? Uh, I'll trance tonight so I can do the second watch through. Okay. Blake, you'll just wake up early or? I could have Blake wa wake up during Who's the later Blake? half of my watch. Sorry. Oh, so Arjan. She said it. And then it got in my head. Thanks, RJ. <laughs> <laughs> Throw me under the bus. Beep, beep. Oh, that's a bus. He'll be. Um, regardless of uh, of whether or not uh, Caleb uh, trances or sleeps, uh, he's going to wake up about eight hours in and continue to watch. Okay. Sounds good. So, uh, for the first watch... Uh, as everybody gets ready to trance, sleep, uh, and prepare to gaze out onto the night. Uh, Calum, you eventually find yourself uh, trancing at the library once more. Arjan, uh, you manage to find yourself in a deep dream. And Corey and Gwen, uh, I would like for the both of you to make perception checks as you kind of just look out uh, into the night. 17. 12. Okay. Yeah, so looking out, your guys' watch goes by completely uneventfully. Uh, and then, uh, Calum, you end up waking up from your trance. Was there anything that you wanted to do while you were trancing? I'm uh, going to look for information on the Raven Queen or okay. any of her like followers. Sure. Make Arcana? a history or check. History. natural 20 bringing up to 28 okay uh so i will let you ask a total of four questions and i will answer them to the best of my ability um so who is the raven queen uh the raven queen as you are looking through the texts you see that she was a mortal uh, and you actually find texts that refer to her by a mortal's name, uh, but there is no actual name there. It's like looking at it is giving you almost like VHS static in a small brick uh, just directly over it, like some kind of celestial whiteout over the concept therein of that name. Uh, but you find out that she was a elven ruler of a kingdom far to the south, and she believed that through the powers of magic that she could create a land of peace and tranquility for all of elven kind. Uh, and through her magics, uh, she ended up going past the limitations of the material planes uh, holdings for magic and as a result caused the portals which brought in races such as the dragonborn into the material plane uh, as they were actually from originally an alternate reality and that is when the giants and the dragons had to close all of that off but she was a powerful sorceress queen uh who believed that she could help in a sense uh and as a result she ended up suffering because of that. 
who are her followers if she has any? The followers that she has are all elves that were originally of different descendants, uh, at least for the most part. The Shadar Kai were elves, wood elves, high elves, drow, any elf really that were uh, that followed her and believed that her pursuit to create this elven land of tranquility was indeed the right choice. However, it was because of their belief that they were able to put in her during this time that they were essentially marked as her followers uh, by order of a celestial dictate. So when the power that affected her caused the uh, rift to the Shadowfell to open that ended up taking her as well as her followers, it was because of their initial belief that they had put in her that ended up sealing them away. And then while within the Shadowfell, the other elves, the Wood Elves, High Elves, Drow, as the years went by and they continued their reincarnation cycle, they became the Shadarchai. Uh, what are her objectives? Her objectives are entirely unclear. Uh, it seems like she does not have any one prime directive other than to smite evil uh, cases of evil necromancy uh, and misuses of the undead. Head scratch. Um, I guess he'd read up more on the Shatterkai. Okay. Uh, yeah, and with your natural 20, as you continue to look uh, out at the Shadarkai, uh, you find out that during the initial stages of their stay in the Shadowfell, things weren't peaceful. It's not like they just showed up at this entirely blank land and then were just able to create their new community. There were things that already lived in this plane that called it their home. Uh, so these elves then banded together, created military factions, created a kind of militaristic state all under the control of this Raven Queen. And through looking at it, you actually see kind of the identifying marks of uh, different military regalia that is for the specific jobs that uh, each of the Shadarchai had within her, uh, within her ranking. And you notice actually a very similar set of armor. Uh, the armor being the kind that was donned on you during your last magic surge when you were really able to get a good look at it. And that is... I forgot the name of it. Ooh, L starts with an L. Uh, hold on. I think I pinned it. Uh, yes. It Legatus is... Legionis? Legonis? Yes. Uh, the Legatus Leg uh, Legion. Uh, yeah. Legion. Legionis. Legatus Legionis is the name of the uh, is the name of the rank that the armor that appears on you was. Yeah, uh, that's my four. Okay. 
Yeah, so that is uh, all of the information that you were able to gather of the Raven Queen this evening. Uh, Arjan, as you are sleeping, uh, you were actually visited by Bakath in the uh, in the room that she has made comfortable for you. It has a dragon chess board that's set out. There's always a fresh loaf of pumpkin bread that's been made. The fire is warm enough to your liking and she is sitting in the large chair that she normally is and sipping some tea and says it's you've been busy it would appear uh, apparently not as busy as I've needed to what did you hear was I supposed to hear anything? The last several nights that I've tried coming into contact with you, um, I, I wasn't able to for some reason or another, so I, I just tried again the next time we were supposed to meet. And Arjan, you would know that uh, six days ago, you had stayed up overnight to get the final bits of an order done, and then three nights ago uh, was when you were having more, uh, uh, when or six nights ago was your uh, first commune with Neil, and then three nights ago was second contact with Neil. Is everything all right? That's a, that's a loaded question. Well, how about this? Are you... Are you happy with where you're currently at? Well, I'm... I've got the shop, shop set up. That's good. All of it's there. But we were banished quickly I mean for good reason and he thinks about it for a while I'm I'm not sure I'm really not well, where are you now, if you're not on the island? We've just left Marisville. We're okay. headed toward the Hollowlocks ruins. Oh. Hmm. And then towards name that I've forgotten. Sirts Hellier. Sir. If you are Sir going Chilea. to the, uh, if your plan was to go to the tournament. There. Sir Chelia. Well, um, I'll start sending things that way then, if you'd like. Um, and if you aren't sure whether or not it was a good reason, you don't have to really say anything right now. That's fine. Um, at your own speed, please. Would you like any tea? She kind of motions 
and uh, I'll make the first move on the on the chessboard. Okay. Uh, and as you continue to play, uh, making moves on this chessboard, she says, "I'm going to be a little bit." And I know that we had said that we were going to try and keep this to every three days, but well, I'm moving. I'm moving. Right mm. you. I'm going uh, to the Gated Glen, uh, at least the southern ward of it. Um, so things are progressing in trouble. Yes. Yes and no. Things haven't progressed to the point of it being official yet but the paperwork is there and the heads of the city are going along with Orgette's decision to remove magic users from the city so Seeing as how that is going to be on the voting block here rather soon, I would prefer to sell my shop while I still can and, well, go somewhere where my wares aren't considered illegal. My presence isn't considered illegal. I'm used to being frowned at as a tiefling, but to be... no. That's... There's so much more to this. What do you mean? There has to be more than this. More to this. From my experience, nothing good ever comes from removing magic. It's supposed to be fantastical, it's supposed to be wonderful, and albeit a so, little weird sometimes, but... So why are people working so hard to remove it? If I could tell you, then maybe I could actually put a stop to it. And I've tried... I've tried getting into contact with people that I know in the North Ward and asking them why. even tried asking dear friend Sten uh, what his thoughts on the matter were, but he wouldn't let me into... He wouldn't let me into his house. And I tried to use magic to message him, and he didn't respond. What about Fang? Fang says. Fang believes that the bar has survived in Shroudport for the last 30 years. It'll keep going. As if Sid removes Master Cuses, any adventurers that are going to his bar is going to be at a, at a loss. Well, perhaps you should write him a letter and tell him where to relocate. Because I tried getting him to go join me in the Gated Glen, but he insisted that a sailing ship-themed bar in the middle of the forest wouldn't exactly be the greatest draw. I could try and bring Mirth with me. She does like it here. You know, I'm sitting here thinking that I would write him, but it's not like I would get a response. You might. I could always tell him what you have to say. I'm pretty good memory for these kinds of things. 
I'll see if I can send something. All right. Now, I believe that you should have moved this piece over here. Or at least you shouldn't have, because she'll move one of her pieces and captures one of yours uh, as the two of you to continue to play games. Um, and she says, it's going to take about 10 days to get to Hedge Home. So once I get there, I can message you again if you'd like. Or I can just let you know when I get to the Glen. Let me know whenever you can. Whenever you have a stopping point. I'll be sure to do so. And Arjan, thank you. Thank you for just being here to talk. Scruff is good for an extra set of hands, but he isn't exactly the most um, vocal of company, to say the least. Yeah, I'm sorry I haven't been receptive the past couple of days. It's You're an adventurer, right? That means you're busy. If I can't catch you overnight, I just assume you're out hunting monsters and slaying vampires and doing whatever it all else is that the Sanguine Order of the Witch Knights do. See, I haven't really been doing anything with them. Do you still consider yourself one? My, my time with them wasn't really great. It's true. It's still a title you have. So if it's one, if it's one that you would like to live up to, it's entirely on your plate. You don't have to let the shitty decisions of others tear down the name that you have. You know, you're right. I haven't been told that in a long time. Uh, we're actually going to be passing by my former sanctuary hmm. uh, whenever we're heading, uh, or where we're heading. I was more hoping to avoid it. Still, still definitely think that we should. That's right. Macarth. Yes, Arjun. I can't remember. I can't remember if I asked her about Tiamat. I don't think you have. Like specifically, I don't believe that you have asked specifically her specifically the name Tiamat. Yes. Uh, what do you know about the goddess Tiamat? 
And at that, the hand that she had on a piece that was mid-move just sort of stops and the piece hovers over the table. And she sets it down in finishing her move and she says, I've heard a few things, why? One of those things that you've heard. Well, I've heard that she's the mother of all chromatic dragons. I've heard that cults dedicated to her pop up like an invasive species of grass. Just as much as they possibly can, they seem to venerate these creatures. I know that she's powerful and lives in the hells. I didn't exactly do a whole lot of research. I know that she has a brother, Bahamut, the god of the metallic dragons, and that some believe that they came from the same creature long, long ago. Well, that last bit's new for me. If you'd like, um, I can look up more about her. What about Abishai? Do I know the word Abishai? Uh, looking through your Tiamat book that you had had previously that Newell had let you uh, glance through, the word would have come up several times. So yes, you would know what those are. And she, when you bring up the word, she just kind of gives you a skewed look and says, well, I know that they're devils. I know that they're, that they live in the hills. Uh, as to what they are I've, I'm not sure I've never really had a run in with one I haven't really had a run in with many devils or demons to be honest but and then I will give her a play by play of everything that has happened over the last couple of nights okay uh, and at the end of it uh, she will she'll remain quiet as you give her the recap and she says um Are you sure this is a wise idea? No. Do you think it's the right idea? Because whether or not you think it's wise and whether or not you think it's right can be two completely very different things. Mm. 
And if you need time there to think are. about that. There are many many things many beings out here who have claimed to have some sort of stake or claim on my soul who have offered things for power all claiming this was some part of my destiny who that this is who I really am I don't even know who the fuck that is And I'll move another piece on another side of the field. It's a strategy. And I respect that. The only people who believe that their plans are foolproof are fools. So just remember that there might be a cost. And looking back at the field, I've definitely left myself open. And she she notices and moves her piece in uh, to capture uh, your main tower. And she says, and with every cost, there's always a price to pay. Whether it is a single piece or whether it's the game, just make sure that you're looking several steps ahead, at least next time, all right? All right. If this is something you want, I can help you. I can look more into this. We can approach this in a safe way. Let us know if we need to go back to Shroudpool. I'll keep my ears open. Narjan, thank you. And she just gently pats the top of your hand with hers uh and at that that is when uh the lights dim out from your dream and you find yourself waking up in the morning uh so Corey and gwen during your nights uh during your night's rest or during your uh initial watch there were no issues uh gwen you uh after about four hours Calum wakes up and you know that he and arjan are going to be taking the second watch so you can spend the evening uh attuning to this new weapon that you have taken from sunbeak 
uh, and learning all of its properties uh, as you do. And yeah. Uh, and Corey, there is a moment where it is just you and Calum, uh, who are both awake before Arjan ends up being, uh, woken and stirred from his slumber. If you, if you two would like to have any exchanges of words before bed. Uh, God dang it. Without basically repeating everything that was said about, um, the Shadowfell and the Raven Queen, um... I think we'd talk about that and yeah. just sort of compare notes on what Corey knows about and what he was able to find out. Okay. Uh, and Corey, based off of the history role that you made at the end of last week's session, uh, you do remember the gem that was used uh, that Calum had made uh, to take the portrait snapshot with you and Oliviet. Uh, this was the gem that he had said he had managed to put back into the memory container, but instead you saw him use it to overwrite it and create a new memory uh, for Oliviet. If you would like to divulge on that at all. Sure. Um, but so we finish up talking about the um, Shadowfell, Raven Queen, etc., etc., for a little bit. Um, Oh, speaking of memories, that gem that you used to create the portrait for Olivier, I thought you put that back. It's a big swig of tea. Oh, um... Uh, the Kay, night you're, you're, you're not in trouble or anything it's your memory you can do whatever you like with it so I panicked I thought I could just sweep it under the rug and when I talked to saloon about it she said that sometimes the memories that are taken out can't be put back if they're corrupt or was it in general uh it was corrupted memories uh did not appear as if they could go back in yeah so i might as well use it for something useful and that's your prerogative you can do whatever you like I just I thought we weren't going to be keeping secrets anymore old habits die hard sorry well I can't judge about old habits and that was a very nice thing that you did. So thank you. Yeah. No worries. I'm... You're sure I'm not in trouble? No. 
Believe it or not, Caleb, I'm not your mother. I'm not going to do that in two different games. Looks over to Arjan. His nose is bleeding. Wings is just trying to murder Arjan tonight. Just blood loss. Oh, no! <laughs> what Pass the hell? Some, some water. That's how you wake up, Arjan, is just bloody nose. I am very concerned about how self-aware we're becoming as a group and what it's doing to me. We should get that checked out. By a metaphysicist. If I'm not, running, if I'm not <laughs> running the game, you, you don't get inspiration for this. <laughs> Stop it! It's getting worse! Yeah. Uh, Cam will tell Corey goodnight. Go back yep. to writing in his book. Okay. And then it is just Arjan and Kalem up until sun. So I would like for the two of you to make perception checks as you gaze out into the night. 6. D3. Okay. Uh, so Kalem, you are having Moonin, your winged cat familiar, lest we forget, familiar, uh, currently up just sort of scanning around, making sure that nothing weird is entering near your guys' perimeter while you uh, continue writing in the book. Uh, and Arjan, damn your lack of night vision. Uh, having a watch when it is dark outside makes things very difficult, but you are trying to be as aware as you guys can. Uh, would the two of you like to have any interaction before the night's watch ends? General chatting. Alright. Uh, so, as you guys are having your general chatters, uh, and just kind of enjoying this lull point in the evening, uh, Gwen, tonight is the night for dreams. Uh, as, uh, you, as you are passing out, uh, you hear the sound of the far off ocean just kind of rolling and roiling on the beach and you eventually find yourself, uh, feeling warmer, uh, which is nice because it has been very cold out. And as you kind of open your eyes, you see that there is a large bonfire set in kind of a sandy pit. And sitting with a large meat shank, uh, again, grilling over the fire, is Grayskull, uh, your spirit companion. And uh, he looks at you and says, Hey, short stack, how's it going? Hey, what up, dude? She's going to go and do the hand slap thing. And there is definitely a secret handshake that has been developed between the two of you. It's like when we're walking and I'm, Gwen's not talking to anybody, that's, we're like just adding stuff to it. Oh, yeah. Constantly. It's a good 10-minute handshake. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, hey, so, so what's up, dude? What's going on? Well, um, nothing much, really. I saw that there were those big bird fucks that you guys fought the other day. What, what the fuck was that thing that that guy had? He, like, oh, threw dude. his fucking hammer and it exploded. What was that? Do I have it? You do. <laughs> Oh, yeah, dude, check this the fuck out. And she, like, stamps it on the ground. Uh, and she's, like, letting him take it in in all of its glory. And she's like, all right, all right, all right. check this out. And she is going to throw it 
and let it explode. Okay, how far can you throw this item? Like me for my strength? It or says like... in the item's description how far it can uh, be thrown. Uh, up to 120 feet. Yep. So, I will do that. <laughs> so kind of off on the uh, off on the beachhead, you see like cardboard cutouts of really shittily drawn orcs with like kind of like faces that are all mm-hmm. propped up. And as you swing this hammer above your head around the side, uh, and how are you swinging it, or are you just yeah like a single throw, no wind up? Okay, as you send it flying, you watch as this hammer, unerring from the ground, just goes in a straight line until it reaches the center of all of these figures. And with a satisfying... <laughs> you watch as all of those, uh, all of those cutout figures explode and Grayskull's eyes get wide. Just, oh, what the shit is that about? Do it again. Do it again. Okay, do, do I have to go get it? Uh, as an action, you can summon the Warhammer oh, yeah. to your hand. All right, cool. Goosh, it's back in our hand. So there is a uh, like a beam of glowing light in your hand that extends out into the size and shape of a warhammer, and it's almost like magma begins to spill out from that light and hardens and coalesces back into a warhammer. Hey, Grayskull. Yeah, what's up, buddy? Am I doing magic right now? I think we're doing magic right now. This is incredible. <laughs> okay, okay, I'm over time. Ooh, and as you go to f- make an attack roll. Okay. Is this a dex-based attack? Uh, this will. This can be strength. Same way javelins are. Okay, Um, that's a eighteen. It goes about thirty feet and then sinks into the sand. No explosion. Aw. Just, what? Well, it's not very magical. No. Uh, Maybe I can only do it, like, once or something. Yep, you can only do it once per long rest. What if I am long resting as I'm... <laughs> uh, but Grayskull, though, ends mm-hmm. up uh, looking at this hammer and kind of testing it in his hands a couple times. Does a few practice swings. This thing's fucking nice. You get yeah, these off the bird people. I don't know. I don't really care. It's ours now. Yay, yay. Yeah. And he uh, he bends down enough and like puts his chest out in a way that you and he can chest bump, even though he is a much more imposing figure. Yeah. So, like, what have you been doing? Honestly, I haven't been doing a whole lot. I've been watching you. God, I hate boats. I hate them so much. There's nothing to do. Yeah, it's really boring. I can look at the ocean, but that's why I lived in the mountains, so I didn't have to look at the goddamn ocean. All right. Well, we're going back there. We're going up north now. We're heading back to the tribe for a bit. I want to show them you. Huh. What? Whoa. Why are you making that face? Who did you say was the leader? I mean, when I left? Yeah, yeah, when you let left. Just, well, let me just look at my goddamn notes. Google Docs. Uh, oh. 
D&D Beyond. Yes, I don't have that on D&D Beyond. Gwen! <laughs> Mostly asking, uh, because remember how I was saying that, you know, like, oh, you should have seen the other guy when we first got together, how this whole thing happened. Yeah. Now, like, none of the members of your tribe are, poss tribe are possibly related. The, it's vulgar. The bear warrior. Right, he's good. Thing. I mean... Well, it's I honestly mean, like, been a while. Have, yeah, I mean, I haven't been there for, like, a few months. I assume he's still in charge. I mean, she was still the... The... The mother of spirits All right. over there. And... That's fine. As long as Chua is there. Yeah. We're cool. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then uh, Teresa, he was my brother, dude. Yeah, yeah. He's, uh, that's uh, the chief's son. And then the I guess the only one you might have a problem with is Harris, uh, Eyes of Thunder. He was an asshole. Fuck. <laughs> what? No, he Why? and I will have a problem. Do I have to hide you? No, you don't have to hide me. Just like, you know, I might not be as vocal as you might have expected me to be during that time. Dude, <clears throat> I mean, like... I'm dead. What can he really do? Exactly. You're a spirit guide, man. You're, like, way above him. Oh, it's... He's just a fucking captain. No, see, it's not necessarily him. But, like, his ancestor. So if he has the same thing that we got going on, and then his ancestor... Right. See, that's where my whole distinction with this comes in. Right, right. Well, I mean, you know, maybe he's a, a puss and, and never really grew into it. I... Look. I mean, I, I don't think he was, but... <laughs> no, from pretty strong. <laughs> from what I remember, he was he was pretty tough. I remember I asked him if he, I didn't present myself in the same manner as I presented myself to you, towards him. Uh, wait, wait. Did you? Did you? Was I not your first pick? Look, Where I have. What the fuck? <laughs> Look, okay, so. There are a lot of Goliaths out there. There are a lot of people who have the same kind of mentality. Now, I'm just saying, afterwards, and when I really thought, because that's my problem, right? Is that I don't really think about things mm -hmm. as I say them. And then I back uh -huh. myself up in, oh my God, I did it right now. I back myself up into corners. How many? How many were before me? Right, let's Look, I've been dead a long time, okay? I've been I mean, not that long. Come on. I've been dead Give a couple a hundred years. What the fuck? Yeah, that's like three people. Hey. It's been about 10, 12. What the fuck, dude? Look, so they don't always live as long as you have. Okay. Sometimes we do really stupid things together that seem really fun and rad, and then they join the spirit company. But you've been doing absolutely great this whole time. 
so why didn't you go with who us? Oh, he Paris. said no. He said no. He said no. Why? So remember because when I said you should have seen the other guy and then that guy's actually related to Thunder Eyes? Yeah, he went with a family relative and not me. I mean, that makes sense. Was there anyone after him before you came to me? Well, uh, you know, this meat has been absolutely cooked to perfection. We don't keep secrets, dude. You're literally in my head. <sighs> there was one, but they died really fast. Oh, shit. So, Wait, anyone I know? No. Okay, good. From the tribe, though, right? From our tribe? No, it's from a knuckle. We're spirits. We don't just, like, stay in one tribe. We go all over the place wherever spirits are called. Ah, okay. That's weird. I don't like that. You don't like that I ghost around? <laughs> Dude, as long as you ghost with me, I don't care. But I am kind of, you know, like... How long ago was this, this, uh... How long ago did he, did he claw on the spirits? Um, I think it was like two, three years before you got your your marks. Really? Did he have a spirit guardian the whole time? Or was he just waiting? He might have just been waiting. I don't know. It's not like I would go out and talk to the people who scorn me. One right, and like, done, my you friend. Like you turn me down. You ain't getting this ever again. <laughs> Aren't, like, the spirits connected, though? Like, the spirit realm you're in? Can't you talk to people? Aren't everyone on the material plane connected? Can't you just go and talk to people? What if he's on the other side of the fucking sea? Well, he just sent a letter. Yes, I'm a spirit, but that doesn't give me instant spirit communication powers with everyone else who's dead. Don't get offended here. I don't know how it works, all right? I just assume that you could, like, float around or, like, apparate or shit. Oh, I'm tied to word. you. Oh. So you just go where I go? Yeah, at this point. So, like, if I go in to the tribe and there's other spirit guardians there, can you, like, mingle in the spirit world? Probably. Cool. I mean, like, I have a little bit more friends now. Every once oh, in yeah? a while. Yeah, every once in a while. Hey, uh... A weird question. You know my, my dragon friend? Yes? He kind of has, like, a spirit with him, right? Yes. Can you talk to him? Like, is he here? I mean, not here. No, he's not dead, is he? Is he dead or alive? I think he's dead. I'm pretty sure he's dead. Uh, Tarlayan? Big old dragon dude? I feel like you'd notice him. Oh, shit. No, like when we got thrown over the boat, was that was that the, like, the big yeah. wings is scary? Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, I can't talk to him. Oh, okay. That was cool. Um, any, any of my other friends have any, like, ghosty things following him? Um... The one with the orange hair, no. The one with the black hair, yes. Oh, like the little, like yeah. the little dude? The what? little one. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. The but he has like the little the cat thing? What? Or like something else. Oh, he's the You talked to her that one time. You came from the shield. Oh shit. That's right. Oh, I forgot about her. <laughs> What's she like? Oh, I can't talk to her. I just know that she's there. You asked me if any of your friends had spirits, not if I sit down oh, to I, tea and luncheon with them. I, I thought this was like, you know, an, a revelation, but I guess I just forgot. I'm sorry. I'm disappointing. No, no, that was my bad. I forgot about that. Plus other things that I may or may not be privy to that just happened. But, um, so... <laughs> If you could talk to her, like, can you talk to her? Maybe. Can you try for me and just, like, see her intentions? Sure. Cool. Next time, do you know when next time we'll see her is? Something about moons. Fuck. I was never good at keeping track of which way went which. I don't know. I just know it goes all dark, little bit of light, lots of light, little bit of light, all dark again, and then it repeats. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that's like the the moon cycle. I know Corey's all about that. It's I thought she went to the moon, right? Oh shit, yeah. No, that's what she was saying. Don't believe that. Not for a second. Your friends are full of shit. I don't, I don't know, man. I, I kind of need to see it. Everything looks pretty flat to me. Look, if I can go around the world in a dis- in a particular amount of time, say eighty days or something, then yes, uh-huh. maybe I will believe whether or not this world is round. But until then, edge of the map, edge of the world, going to fall off, going to die, and little one, we've been through this. You've survived better than many, many, many others. What's the longest that somebody survived with you as their spirit guy? So, Gwen. Yeah? Remember how we said we wouldn't keep secrets from each other? Yeah. Oh, what's that? I think think she she was calling me. I better get going, Gwen. Uh, good goodbye. It was nice to see you again. Uh, and with that, he starts walking away. <laughs> walking away, kind of fanning his hands back. And as he does, uh, you could see him kind of just like looking over his shoulder. Uh, very, very much a guilty look on his face uh, as your dream fades. Ah, uh, son of a bitch. Why am I a be- the best Goliath I know? And as you ask yourself that question, you hear uh, very reassuringly, because you believe in yourself, little one. True that. And that is the end of your dream. (laughs) Uh, So yeah, you guys all wake up feeling well rested, uh, ready to set out about the town. Uh, or at least out onto the road. And that is where we are going to go into our break for the evening before you guys actually set off. So I'd like to say thank you to everybody who has decided to come out and help support the show. Uh, We are going to try and be back in five to ten minutes. So don't go no place unless it is to grab a food, grab a drink, grab a friend, possibly go to bit.ly slash adventure marriage, pick yourself up something nice, or leave us a review. 
or a rating on an audio cast or video cast because stuff like that really helps our algorithm and helps get the word out about our show out there so we can beat those air conditioning air air indoor air conditioning repair podcast people because that's what i want this year is to defeat them my ultimate rivals uh so with that we are going to try and be back soon so don't go in a place all right everybody hello everybody stay in it what the fuck i i must ask you a question (laughs) what is it what do dragons eat with their guacamole i have no idea and i'm terrified tortilla mat He's getting so red for the audio cast listeners. <laughs> That's so fucking stupid. I love it. <laughs> I, I would like to thank Crit Roll Snacks. Oh my god. Whew. Thank you for that. Tortilla Mike. Backside. All right. That's for my friend Tortilla Man. Praise her name and her five different sauces. From mouths of picante. All right, so you guys were all able to complete your night's rests successfully. Don't, don't forget about her brother Bahamut. <laughs> Son of a bitch! Oh my god! I'm so sorry. That's fine. That's a good one. Our new indoor adventure. Our our indoor adventure post break joke time, because that is now. I love this. Uh, Welcome to the pungent. Welcome to the pungent. All right. So, hello everybody, and welcome back. Uh, everyone was able to complete their full night's rest. Gwen, you were successfully able to attune to the Sun Forger, and you guys wake up feeling incredibly well-rested, uh, even though some of you did have, uh, dream conversations with other people. We got a 15 on the blood die! And you guys are going to be setting off once again, heading towards the Hollow Locks Ruins. And as you pack up and get ready to head out, things go off without a hitch. For the entire rest of your day, you guys are able to make pretty good time heading towards there. Uh, And same goes by for second day, third day, fourth day. I would like to have a conversation with with, uh, Corey at some point. Yeah, you guys can have any, if you guys would like, you can have any conversation that you would like to while we are out on this road. Uh, especially because Gwen, we'll say that Gwen, you and Corey are having this while the two of you are doing watch one night as that was set up. <laughs> <It's a counter. laughs> uh, so uh, as they're, Gwen's like whittling something, uh, she's gonna just, hey, Corey. Oh, yes, Gwen. Um, remember what we talked about, like, a while ago? You're... We've talked about a lot of things, Gwen. 
your your friend in the Feywild? Oh, yes. No, yes, I remember that. Um, so this quest that you're on, this save in the Feywild thing, I know it's kind of like, I don't want to say taking a back burner to like saving the whole of the world, but like, I know it's a thing that we got to do. Um, and I guess, do you know how you're going to do it? No. And really, that's the whole problem. I, I mean, I have a very small window of a direction to go. Uh, see, long ago, Corlon. <laughs> when visibly her eyes just get wide a little bit and then she like calms herself down. I, I promise I won't go off the rails this right. time. Okay, yep. <laughs> I've said this several times before, but everybody's eyes glaze over and I need to learn how to compress. Okay, Corallon, mm -hmm. long ago, mm -hmm. fought the primordial beasts right. and he learned a way to get them all to be contained and to be harnessed. Okay. And they became the seasons as we know it. Right. I need to find out what Corlon did to tame the beasts so that I can do the same thing to the primordial beast of winter that has possessed my friend. Right. Um, any, like, have we learned anything about that at all? Right. No. Um, no, and and Kalen has nothing in his library, and uh, uh, Rask didn't know anything about it, and that's the most ancient thing that I've found on this plane, and right, it's fine. We, we'll, we'll figure it out. Right, but that's kind of a ticking clock situation, isn't it? Oh, I hope not. It's it's supposed to be. Uh, Time is supposed to be moving slower in the Feywild, and things are kind of all right for now. Your parents have told you that? Uh, not necessarily. My father's actually told me it's getting worse there. But it's kind of all right for now. It's much better than it could have been. Right. Um, so, I guess, is that something you think that I could help with? Like, actually be able to help with? Or is that, like, over my head sort of stuff? It's all magic and bullshit. It's over everyone's head for now. Well, I know it's something that you have to do, and I know it's something that is going to be emotionally and physically hard. So, um, I guess if, if it's something you think I can help with, uh, and she kind of like stands up and puts down her axe and stuff. And she um, she takes her hands and does this like salute thing. And she kind of like gets down on one knee and she says, uh, Coriander, what's your full title? We don't have time for my full title. All right. Coriander will work for now. I, Gwen Stompfoot, the tiny terror, pledge my loyalty to you in this, your time of need. 
and I promise that I will help you in either defeating your foe or containing the primordial beast within him. And she's like, this is the most serious you've kind of ever seen, Gwen. And she's just kind of like sitting there waiting for you to respond to her. Um, I think Coriander actually gets a little misty-eyed. Um, and she'll wipe away a tear and kneel down next to Gwen and say, What am I supposed to say? Uh, I mean, you have to accept it. Oh, um, Gwen Stompfoot, I accept your pledge. Sweet. All right, cool. Now we have to, like, cut our hands and spit on them and shake. Oh, okay. No, I'm kidding. We don't have to do that, but I appreciate that you're willing to. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, that's... You need to understand, that's not... That's not that far out of my purview. I, <laughs> I could 100% do something like that in the Feywild. All right, well, we can become blood, blood sisters later, but, uh... <laughs> um, yeah. I just want you to know that you got so at least one of us in your corner if we gotta go fuck some shit up in the Feywild. Hey! I mean, hopefully we're going to unfuck the shit. But... Right. Right, right. But, no, Gwen, that is so meaningful to me. Having having a close, good friend makes insurmountable obstacles seem surmountable. Oh, um, okay, it's, it's literally been weeks since this, but um, she's gonna rush off and start digging through her bag. Um, and she's going to pull out the troll skull alcohol. Um, the regenerative. The rege- regenerative degenerate. That's right. Um, and she'll, she'll pull that out and kind of like uncork it and um, pour a couple of drinks. Um, and... like very quickly explain the fact that she got it like way back in her ass because she I felt I I just I felt awful about the moon wax and that whole situation and then you got mugged and we were busy with other things but um I had this and well cheers to friendship she'll cheers you and take a sip it is very bitter. It's like a sharp lemony kind of flavor, uh, but it does end up going down rather smoothly. Uh, you guys can make constitution checks if you would like. Did Corey get me limoncello? <laughs> oh my gosh. You can, do you want the plus three to this save? <laughs> I mean, uh, I forget what my constitution is. I don't think I need it. Uh, uh, no, I got a 15. I, I definitely need it. Um, I got an 11. <laughs> okay. Uh, yeah, so Corey, as you take a sip of this, uh, it definitely feels like there is more to this drink in terms of, like, liquid mass. Like, as soon as it enters into your gullet and into your stomach, it feels like it is definitely a two-for-one kind of shot. Um, and Gwen, this is, this is delicious. This tastes like candy. For the most part. Holy shit, Corey, that's awesome! 
Where'd you find this? Oh, um, I have it in my notes and I would remember it. <laughs> because he was the, the nicest man. Um, and he helped me an awful lot trying to find something that you would enjoy. Uh, spirit something. Spirits renewed. Spirits renewed. That, that was the one. Dude, He's a very kind, kind man. That's awesome. And and I'm it- sad that I'll never get to see him again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, dude. Maybe we can get it like like sent in or something. So we're just going to have to make this count, and she'll like kind of slosh the troll skull a little bit. Yeah. Okay. Uh, and as she'll, you like punch. present it to Gwen. Wait, you're giving this to me? It's yours. Gwen's like like so excited and like like her eyes just like a little bit of water like you can see they're like glazed a little bit oh man (laughs) she's so happy Gwen roll a d6 d6 like a d6 like a d6 what'd you get a six all right, so as you are looking at this troll skull as it is sloshing, uh, you actually see that the kind of, like, pale yellowish liquid inside begins to rise. And it looks like it is filling itself back up. Oh, that must be the regenerative, regenerative part. One's going to set it down, and then she's going to walk over to Corey and just, like, hug her. Corey looks a little surprised and then she just looks elated and she just fist pumps this is the best present anyone's ever given me Corey I don't even care about the moonwags anymore (laughs) oh good because that was the goal (laughs) Uh, and then she's going to sit and drink and uh, uh, attempt to see how much it's going to refill maybe some talk about like our childhoods or something Aww. sure uh make two more constitution checks or constitution saves <laughs> are both of those for her or should i do one as well both as are you still drinking with sure 21 and 17 holy moly stout resistance baby yeah what are you guys getting into i know how to do math 15. Okay. Yeah. So it's fine. You guys go pretty hard on this skull uh, and get to at the point where it's maybe about like a quarter left inside of it. Um, you can still keep drinking if you would like. I mean, we, we are on watch. Yeah. <laughs> Technically. <laughs> Is it? <laughs> Whoops. Does it? Does it refill after like every time it goes down or you aren't sure uh actually at this point uh you would see gwen roll another d6 another six (laughs) okay so it is it looks like it begins to try and refill itself uh about a quarter of the way every hour or so sweet interesting do I remember whether or not he told me ex- exactly how this works? Uh, he was non-specific as to how this worked. 
He just said it was a booze that occasionally filled up sometimes, and you said, perfect, I'll take it, and ran out the door. All right. Um, Wings is concerned that if we empty this, it won't refill itself. But I don't know if Corey is smart enough to figure that out. Who knows? Is this something at D&D Beyond that I should add, or should I just add Troll Skull? Just Troll Skull. There's no magic item for it or anything listed. I have it down as the Regenerative Degenerate. It cost 40 gold pieces, and it was a Troll Skull alcohol from Spirits Renewed. I could have just clicked on it, it would have told me. Cool. Give myself more credit than... <laughs> I'm just gonna say that Gwen has this now. Yeah. Gwen has this now. Don't remove the Fantasy. item. Just say Gwen has this now. Yes. Well, I want to know. I want to know what's going on with that. <laughs> all right. That's it. That's all I needed. Yeah, we passed the night getting white girl wasted on limoncello. Sounds good. <laughs> Uh, yeah, and Caleb, when you and Arjan wake up, you see that Corey and Gwen have just been exchanging drinks uh, out of what looks to be a troll's head. Like, it's a skull, but still the head of a troll. Uh, I should I be concerned? Arjan, you're really handsome. Did you know that? I... I guess I shouldn't be concerned. You guys go to sleep. She curls up with Cybra. I don't sleep, Caleb. Trance. And then lay on hands in the morning when you wake, when you untrance. You can't tell me what to do. She just walks away. <laughs> She's slowly turning yellow. <laughs> I trance under the moon. Okay. And then Arjan, would you and Caleb like to have uh, like to talk about anything before uh, moving on to the next day? You want to start the the letter, the letter to Fang. Sure. Uh, and let Caleb know about that. Are you going to be telling him about the situation with magic in Shroudport? Yeah. That's not the best. No. Call me paranoid, but I feel like there's a bit more to the story there. Yeah, I... Well, we're not there to dig any deeper. I hope I hope Makoth's move goes well. I hope Fang stays okay. Has this been discussed among the group? Uh, this was just something that uh, Arjun was going to write during their watch. Right, but has Corey ever been made aware of what's going on in Shroudport? Shroud port, uh, as it, far as it, it will be coming up over the next couple of days. Okay, just checking. 
it's it's not a secret. Okay, I'm just checking. I want. Sometimes with this group, we don't know. <laughs> just, I don't know. Was it ever mentioned the the shift in power? Like, why was there this like ban on magic, or is it just like magic's bad now? Meh. She told me about that. Yeah, it was a shift in power. That uh, the citizen. Orget Ravenholt uh, became the Lord Protector through what seemed like a standard legal proceeding. So there's a paper trail. There's a paper trail of intrigue. We need a document, sir. We oh, yeah. We have a documenter. You shut your mouth. <laughs> right, but it's still going to be an hour and a half until we actually have the rules. The documenter. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's a that's a nosebleed for you, sir. All right. I don't know if Arjan's given himself a nosebleed yet. Whenever he hasn't used a class ability. It's a class. It's just other people doing it to him. <laughs> Yeah, but that's that's all he wanted to do. Okay. Yeah, and then okay. the and then the next day, your guys's watch goes by again uneventfully, uh, and you begin heading out uh, towards the forest. Then at this point, you know that you've been traveling for roughly about six days at this point, and so you are getting closer to the deltas. Uh, in the bay that kind of separate the lower half of Alira to the top half. Um, and as you are continuing, uh, it gets to be kind of midday. Uh, and as you've been pushing forward, you see on uh, pretty close to the riverside at this point, what looks to be a small camp uh, that has two humans that are currently just sitting down. They look like they... Uh, they have a small lunch being prepared for them. They're frying up some fish, just sort of getting themselves set out. Um, and as you guys are getting closer, one of them ends up kind of like looking in your direction and says something to the other. Uh, and then the two of these humans just kind of take uh, take stock of your group. And one of them ends up calling out and just, uh, Hail, travelers! Uh if you don't mind us asking, where are you going? What's up, bitches? And they both just kind of, like, put their heads back, like, what, bitch? You? And the other guy's like, oh, She means you. that in a friendly way. Hail, travelers. Uh, you guys don't say sup, bitches, to everyone? Is that just a thing I Would do? Would you like to join us for lunch? Everyone isn't a Goliath, Gwen. Canon now. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, sure, dudes. What you cooking? Uh, just some fish that we've caught from around here. Uh, nothing too special, but we have more than enough to share, so please, make yourselves comfortable. Uh, and these, uh, these fishermen, kind of, they look more like hunters as you guys get closer to them. They seem to have, uh, more of the trappings of people who go out into the woods more so than into the water. 
uh, and they introduce themselves. Uh, one of these humans is Gregor, and the other is Dallin. Uh, and it, Dallin was the one who introduced himself to uh, the group of you. And he says, so, um, and after a while, he, there's food prepared and exchanged amongst you all. Uh, and Dallin says, so, uh, where are all of you coming from? And dare I ask, where are all of you going? Uh, we came from the south, and we're going to the north. We just got off the big old island place. Oh. I've heard it's beautiful there every time of year. Is it true? I've never actually left the, the mainland before. Oh, yeah, I mean, it's cool. Yeah, climate control and everything. Oh. Yeah, hmm. the dragon's kind of... Human? Hmm. No, he is a dragon, right? We, it was confirmed yeah, he, that he's a dragon. He absolutely is a dragon. Okay. He, he just has a humanoid form that he likes to present every now and then. It's fucking weird. And Gregor just kind of nods, and I've I've heard it was a, I've heard it was a dragon who ruled over that island. I assume that was the case. Yeah. Um, uh, where are you guys going from and to? We are from Woodfall. We are acquisitionists. Uh, go out, make sure that people have everything that they could possibly need, and then we make sure to sell it. Uh, not necessarily to the highest bidder, but if you are looking for anything from deeper in the woods, uh, we are your people. Uh, what news do you have about Hololocks? I would not go there if I were you. For... There what were eight of us who set out on this journey initially, and Gregor motions to Dallin. Oh. It's not exactly the most um, survivable job, but it pays well. My, what sort of dangers were you facing there? Have you not been? Have you not... Don't tell me you're planning on going there. I'm not from your plane, and I'm a curious traveler. Well... Planar Traveler inside of the forest they say it's haunted there are nightmarish creatures there it used to be that when people would say the woods was haunted it was because of bad feelings they would they would get a, a sense of dread just looking at it something seemed off but it's it's like do you believe in ghosts? Yep. Huh. Yep, we do. Uh -huh. I'm not sure if it's a belief thing. It's what you do with them. What? It's how you deal with them. Uh, all right. Um, and Dallin just... About three weeks ago, the forest... When, when there's a ghost, it's typically what? A person, a, an angry spirit based off of a thing. This is the forest itself. It's like the fire is, is itself a ghost. It comes back with the same heat, with the same colors, with the same energy. Everything's 
there still, but it's not. You'll hear the wind blow. You'll hear crunches of, of feet going over, well, frosted earth. And you'll feel a warm gust. And then it's like all of the trees just erupt in fire. It's not dangerous. That part's not dangerous, but it's it's like parts of it gain sentience that just wander around. And Arjan, you can make a history check if you would like. It sounds terribly sad. 18. You would know that uh, what he is describing, at least for the sentient flames, sound like will-o'-wisps. Uh, that are kind of like these undead floating balls that are usually meant to lead wanderers astray. Everything, again, it's when we would t when stories would come out about the woods being haunted. It was to just keep people away from an abandoned ruin. But now I'm not so sure. There was something last night and it seemed like it was chasing us oh I don't like that we we don't have anything I swear to you we do not have anything on us you can look through our bags you can look through our, our items you can detect magic all you want it seemed like it wanted to eat us like it was trying to chase after us specifically and I don't know why but things are not right around that wood. What was this? Was it an animal? It was large. Spirit? It was large, it was glowing. And took one out. There were three of us that made it out of the wood. Sam wasn't so lucky. And at that, Gregor just nods and says, I saw a giant while I was in you there. You saw what? A giant. <laughs> and Dallin looks at him and just, you didn't see a giant. That was just, and he says, no, I know what I saw. As tall as a small building. Horrific in the face. Bulging yellow eyes. Used a club that was made of trees. I saw it. I saw it while it was there. Gwen's gonna lean over to Arjan. That's not a giant, dude. Giants are not that small. That's something else. Uh, have, I, have I heard of anything like this? Make a history or an arcana check. Uh, can I make a check? You can make a history check as well. Uh, anyone can make a history slash arcana check if they would like to. <laughs> so, funny joke. Let's do uh, it. So I have a blood die from a couple of days ago. Would I have to have rolled another one? I'll say that it's fine. Yeah, we're not going to make okay. you, so you could still use it. Uh, that nine. that would be a fifteen. Okay. Nine. Seventeen. 
10. Okay. Uh, yeah, so the 17 and the 15. Uh, the both of you have heard? Like, there are giants that are kind of on the smaller end of the size scale for giant kin. Uh, those historically were hill giants but the way that this creature is being described with like yellow eyes purplish skin it does not seem anything related to a giant kin that you would be familiar with as far as the standard laws of the ordining are have to see it for ourselves to identify it I guess but and if this giant is what was chasing you there are more things than just giants in the woods far more than just that there are spiders that walk on two legs there are men who ride horses made of fire that carry their heads in their arms oh my it's haunted. This is a bad place. Sounds like a spooky hallow. Uh, Coriander's gonna look back at the group uh, with kind of a, a haunting look in her face and she just sounds like home. What? what? <laughs> and do you say this loud enough for the other two to hear this as well? Yeah, of course. She's not hiding anything. And they all just what do you mean sounds like home? Uh, well, I hail from the Feywild. The Autumn Isles, they have a variety of creatures. A thing that rides on horseback and carries its head in its arms, we call that a Dullahan. And they are, they can be very friendly. They both look and just, it's undead, it's unnatural. Are you guys like blood hunters? What? No. I, okay, I just have heard this before. <clears throat> well, whoever is telling Not you that undead and unnatural things should be removed is telling you. You're telling you an honest truth. Vindication! <laughs> um. What about worms? Have you seen any black worms? Uh, saw a few not very many oh, oh no they were black worms though uh, black as night yes yes how big were they like worm sized or like I mean like the other side of the moon we have been contracted multiple times to take many a thing out of the woods uh, about a year ago somebody asked us or not a year what was it? Uh, six months? Six months ago or so, somebody asked us to get some soil. So we get soil. Was it Sten Fizeno, the award-winning arborist? God, dude, fuck that guy! I, I, that name is not familiar to me. Uh, I deal well, in coin and not that. names. Okay. Hmm. Hey, hey! I have just not met a gnome that I like, okay? That's not my fault. Sorry, well, we gentlemen. Fix that later. But 
Do you happen to have a map of the woods for sale? We do. Hmm? For the right price, we do. How much are you offering? And this is our livelihood. Can we copy your map? I'm very good at drawing. Well, first, we we fully intend to uh, your acquisition is right. They both nod. We we haven't had a chance to resupply, and we intend to make our way a bit far north up through up to uh, Suchelia. I hope I pronounced that right. Uh, so we might need a few days worth of supplies. Would you be willing to pop that much? This we could do. Uh, and they are willing to sell you upwards of 20 rations, each marked at three silver pieces per ration. It's not bad. Math. 60 uh, silver pieces total. Six gold. Yeah, you guys have now 20 rations. Cool. You want to track that, Connor? Yep. Thanks, tutors. Uh, I'm Gwen, by the way, of the Tread Thunder clan. Uh, clan tribe. Doing all look alive. Uh, she, like, pulls up her shirt and shows off her tattoos. They both just... Honorary. It's, it's good ink. Thanks. It's good work. I can make a Goliath spirit come out of me if you, you know, put me in the mood. <laughs> <laughs> and at that, you see Gregor just kind of like raise an eyebrow slowly and just, and Dallin just. You have a wife. While they're doing that. You have a family. <laughs> Coriander gives Dallin like the most knowing look, like, oh yeah, I know what that's like. <laughs> Have you seen this? And he just like oh. shakes his head in disbelief, and Gregor just like out on the road, out on the road. Just... People have died. Can I copy your map? <laughs> Trying to find the right time to jump Three in. Three gold pieces. Three. Three gold pieces? Three gold pieces, you can copy the map. It's the cool. old, it's map of the locks. Not the whole woods. Nobody has navigated the whole woods. Three gold pieces. Go in your way. Okay. You know? Are you planning on going back into the locks anytime soon? Yeah, maybe in a month or so. I have to go back to Woodfall. Get as many people as we can. Tell them that it's worth it coming back up here. And then we'll make another mm. pass. If it's well, worth Godspeed, it. Godspeed, then. But I would recommend learning a bit about the Fae. And they both just kind of give you a very quizzical look. Uh, and just... I, does this have to do with where your home is? She nods. You have to be careful about who you give your name. And they both like so us giving you our name. Good thing, bad thing. Or is this like a no more well, here forward? No one else I'm is trustworthy but you. I'm very benevolent. 
so you're good for now. That being said, uh, you can call me Corey. <laughs> All right. Uh, thank you, Corey. Uh, and she'll and... Like, spend a little time telling them like things about the Feywild and ways to get around Fey tricks. Make a make an insight check when you say your name is Corey. Oh, okay. Uh -oh. oh shit, are you kidding me? Uh oh. <laughs> God damn it. I, I said they could call me Corey. Yeah. That's a very important distinction. Yeah, when you said, when when about you, you said that you could call me Corey. Nine. Okay. <laughs> yeah, they both Is anyone else paying attention to this story or this this conversation that might be able to pick up something important here? Uh, they were I human. Arjan was oh yeah, Arjan, you can at totally some point go into inside check them anyway. Yeah, I'm gonna roll an inside check as well. Uh, Gwen is totally checking out that dude. Eleven. <laughs> Nothing seems too off about it. Uh, Gwen, you Nothing said that you're just checking him out. So is that like an inside checking him out, or is this like uh, <laughs> just like he fine? You know, he fine though. <laughs> Eh, he's passable. He's all right for a human. He's all right. For a, human he's, he's all right. a little a like. Yeah, it's he's been out in the woods for a while. Hasn't really gotten a chance to shave, so it's just kind of like it's not coming in the fullest mm -hmm. on his face. But like his hair is also a little wild. Yeah, I mean she's in kind of a pinch. So, uh, anyways. All right, and then Calum, you were busy transferring the map, uh, and so. Uh, they eventually will uh, take your word that they should study up more about fake creatures. Uh, and then they end up leaving a lot of you after packing up their gear. Uh, and then they begin to set off down uh, to the south where you guys believe would fall to be. Uh, and then you are hitting the road once again now uh, back on the path towards uh towards the hollowed locks and as you are going it gets to be about nightfall and you're maybe two days away from the actual entry to the forest now uh and as uh as you guys are kind of uh going through this time you start seeing as nightfall occurs just these small little globules of light that appear almost like fire uh almost like fireflies but they appear to be much bigger and they're not giving off any kind of fluttering noise and they just sort of seem to be dancing on the side of the road just sort of hanging in the air and going from side to side arjan you would recognize the to be these to be the will-o'-wisps that you had uh heard of earlier from these uh acquisitionists and so you have a fairly good idea in your mind to not want to follow any of them particularly. Which I will relay to the rest good of the party. Good call. Oh, well, like why? What do they do? They lead Ready people wishes? to their no, they lead people to their deaths. Like a fighty death or like No. Oh. They lead you into like a bog sort of situation and you fall in and you <laughs> A bog isn't gonna kill me. I'm a bad bitch. You can't kill me. Serious time, though. Oh. Don't follow. Are you okay? Don't, don't follow. Are you okay, Caleb? Hmm? 
Oh, you usually kind of go along with my jokes for like at least a second. But it's kind of serious. This is like life and death stuff. If what these hunters or acquisitionists are saying is true, we're we might be getting in a little over our heads again. Hey, dude, if you can't laugh at danger, then I mean, like, Sh sure, laugh at danger, but be cautious. Yeah, I'm not actually gonna follow them. I'm not an idiot. Now that I know. I'm gonna divine sense those guys. <laughs> they are undead. <laughs> I, uh, yeah. I check Gwen. Yeah. The Will-O-Wisps are definitely undead. I figured. So, like, well, like as we're setting up and, like, finishing up dinner. So, like, what exactly are they? Like, they're, like, just balls of light? Uh, what's the D&D &D lore? The D&D &D yeah, lore okay. for Will-O-Wisps, for Will as Arjan would already know about them, uh, is that they are, uh, they are malevolent, uh, undead spirits not necessarily on the same level as like a ghost or a specter but uh much more of a kind of smaller creature almost like the ghost of a much smaller form uh but these they uh they like to play with their prey as undead and kind of lead them on uh false trails in areas that would lead them into a hazard into danger but other than that they're very beautiful How'd you do that thing with your voice? What thing? It's the voice of authority. Um, yeah, it's uh, it's a new class feature that I took. No. What? What? Uh, Anyways. Uh, so, Corey and I first watch again? Unless you boys want to change it up. No, I like the rhythm that we were going through. Makes things less complicated. Makes it a lot easier to fast play. Yeah. Wait, what? The, the, oh, so it's like a waterfall from your nasal passage. You're going to have to stop. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so as you guys are getting ready for camp, I'd like for everybody to make perception checks. Okay. Fathers followed us. Ooh. Six. Twenty-five. Oh shit. Twenty-five. Nineteen. Gwen. Ten. Ten. All right. Uh, so the twenty-five and the nineteen, as you guys are setting up camp and kind of looking around, hearing Arjan talk about these willow wisps, you see about maybe a half mile off at this point, what looks to be while all of these other uh, all of these other willow wisps have appeared as just these kind of small light balls that are just. Uh, lazily almost dancing across the plane you guys see what looks to be a humanoid shape uh and it is actually glowing uh and it just sort of seems to kind of just be staggering across this plane going from these little light points to light points and it seems to be coming towards your camp um have moonin toss them up into the air and have them fly over that way 
Okay. Yeah. Corey's gonna stand like in between it and her party and just kind of like make it make it clear that she has seen it and that she has a sword. What are you guys doing? Something's she'll, coming. Yeah, she'll point. And there like, is just this like where all of the Will-O-Wisps have been kind of these like nice green whitish colors uh, that just again to help the uh, illusion that they are fireflies. This humanoid figure that seems to be staggering its way towards you is glowing with this very light blue almost luminescent color hail traveler i'm the lower kaelin of the fallen leaves state your business and you do not get a response and the creature is about 300 feet away from you at this point and you can't really make eye contact with it I'm gonna use my action to. Oh no, that's only a hundred feet out. You can see through it. You just can't tell him what to do after a hundred feet, right? No, no, no. I lose connection after a hundred. <clears throat> oh, I see. So I'll I'm have Moon encircle the perimeter at a hundred feet. Sorry. Okay. I also we... divine sense it. Okay. How far we... away is your divine sense? Sixty feet. Okay. Uh. It does not seem to have any kind of undead uh, relating to it. No fae or fiend. Interesting. Should we kill it? Yeah, I, I will mumble that to Calum. It's not undead. No fae, no fiend. What is it, if I can see it? Uh, what did you get on your perception roll? 25? 25. <laughs> uh, so... As this creature gets close, roughly about 120 feet away, you're able to switch with Moonin to be able to get a really good look at this thing. And what you see is that it looks humanoid from farther away, but its arms are long and distended with these kind of gnarled claws at the end of each hand. Its nose seems to kind of protrude out longer as well. And its jaw has these jagged teeth that kind of stick up in between, sometimes coming out of the lip from above. Uh, and it is wearing this small loincloth around itself and it just seems to kind of be shambling forward as it does. So he looks like a friend. And you see that once he gets to a certain point, this creature actually gets down and puts its hands onto the dirt, so that way it looks towards you at all uh, on all fours. And it's large. This creature stands maybe about ten feet tall. I'm gonna call to everyone to get ready. Incoming. Light the crossbow. And as you light the crossbow, this creature takes that as the signal. And it begins to charge, rushing towards you guys on all fours, just scrambling forward, just <laughs> as it continues to try and race towards you. So I'd like for everybody to roll initiative. As Two. Creature makes his way. Two. <laughs> Nine. Eight. Eleven. <laughs> I mean, considering the group, not bad. And Caleb, what'd you get? Two. <laughs> Okay. Uh, all right. Remember, so I have a negative one. So that you do. So. And 
this creature is going to be going first. So uh, it rushes in this point after it's about 30 feet away from where you guys are. And you see it stand up onto its hind two legs and it rushes forward. Uh, as you guys are kind of standing, Corey, as you have your sword pointed out at it, you see that it will actually run up to your sword. And as it as your sword kind of pokes out with it, you see its body just kind of begin to shift and shimmer, losing its sense of tangibleness as it just passes right through you, quickly turning, as the rest of you see that its body then turns back to a physical form as it rakes down its claws onto you, Corey. Corey don't like that. Uh, so a fucked up blink dog shit. A 15 does not hit. Do not. Alrighty. Uh, second My claw. A 17 does not hit. No. And then it is going to then lean down uh, and with a quick snap of its jaws try and bite you in your side. Okay. Uh, modified 20. Yes. Okay. So then make a wisdom save. Uh oh. Ruh row. Uh oh. Ruh row. <laughs> I'm in danger. Uh, uh, 19. Okay. Uh, so you feel your muscles begin to tense up from where the teeth actually sunk into you, but you're able to shake it off. Uh, it seems like there is some kind of added effect with its bite, but you are only going to be taking uh, eight points of piercing damage. Or it's actually psychic damage uh, from its bites as it sinks into you. Because as it tears back, you see almost a little shimmer stretching out with it that then recoils and goes back into your person after it tries to do a bite. But that is going to be it for its turn. It is now your guys' turn, and there is this large, glowing blue troll-like creature uh, that is now standing in the middle of all three of you. So, I go first? Or so, we yes. Blah, blah. Gwen! <laughs> Gwen! Alright. Uh, Gwen would like to tiny rage! Um, sorry. There goes all my energy for the night. Uh, and then she she is going to recklessly attack this motherfucker. She'll slide over and try and sink her axe into this dude. Oh, that's pretty good. Uh, that's a 24. 24 will hit. Okay. <laughs> I don't even know how to play this character, do I? I'd say of course I do. Um, I'm going to re-roll that. That's a 5. It's a 7, so... Seven plus four is twenty uh, eleven. Okay. And then um, my second attack is a bonus action, right? Your second bonus. attack is a second attack through the attack feature because right. you reach level five, so you get your second. All right, cool. Attack number two, normal attack. Ooh, that's not great. That's a that's a thirteen. Thirteen does not hit. Cool. All so right. So she'll uh she'll come at this guy and uh. Slash him in his weird arm. <laughs> and then kind of shift next to him. Okay. So yeah, as your axe kind of sinks through, 
Uh, you see that his body, it when you hit it solid, but as the muscles and skin tear and separate, you can see that the inside past that skin is actually more wispy. It doesn't look like he's bleeding more so that he is just sort of steaming from this wound as, again, this kind of ether just uh, escapes his form. Next up, Arjan. Bonus action, I would like to cast Hex. Okay. I would like to give this, this big old spirit-like troll possibly uh, disadvantage on strength. Okay. Because I think Gwen might like that. Then want to make a crossbow attack. Natural 20. Okay. <laughs> Does that also double hex damage? And crimson right damage I and crossbow damage. always have it roll double dice. So as long as it is, it says that you roll the damage as part of the crit, that's fine. Uh, the only time I've experienced something that's not that is I think Swashbuckler. Because you roll a Bardic Inspiration die, and then you add that Inspiration die into the damage. So then you wouldn't roll that, because that's not a damage die. You're expending damage a Bardic. I'm, I'm confused about Bardic Inspiration and Swashbuckler. but Or no, it wouldn't be Swashbuckler. What would it be? College of Swords, I think. Swords Bard. Swords Bard. Swords Bard. Swords Bard. Uh, so that's going to be... 14 points of piercing damage, 9 points of fire damage, and 12 points of necrotic damage. Okay, so... From the first attack. So you watch as this arrow sinks into its form and just kind of passes through. The actual bolt itself looks like it has no bearing on this creature at all. And the fire, as it hits as well, you see it kind of begin to try and burn, but it doesn't seem to take. It seems like the spiritual energy coming off of this creature is more than enough uh, to kind of douse that flame where it is. The necrotic damage does do everything that you thought it would do, but it looks like it is, uh, it is a little stronger than you were initially anticipating. As a 15 look. A 15 does not hit. Okay. All That's right. it. Next up, Corey. All right. Um, I'm going to line up in an ensnaring strike. Uh, and then I'm going to attack. Okay. Um, attack the first is 21. Okay, 21 will hit. All right, um, he needs to make a strength saving throw at disadvantage because hex. Uh, saving throws are not disadvantage. Oh, well, he rolled a five on the first dice, so he fails. Oh, boy. this is I don't think this has ever succeeded before. Um, so in Snaring Strike is magical vines um, sprout from the point of impact and will restrain him, I think? Yes will be restrained until the spell ends. Um, this is a concentration spell, and he will also take a d6 of piercing damage at the start of each of his turns. Okay. 
he can also attempt to escape with a strength check. Sure. As an action. All right. Um, second attack. All right. So with the, did you roll damage for the actual first attack? Oh, I did. I, I didn't. I'm a, I'm a silly Billy. Um, and that second attack will not hit. Okay. Um, ooh, max damage on the sword. Um, 15 slashing damage, and I'll go ahead and drop a smite on there for good. For, for, for shigs and giggles. Okay. Um, but da 2d8 plus one for a second spell slot. That is going to be eight, uh, 14 radiant damage. Oh, snap. With the smite. Okay. So she comes in with her sword, um, vines sprout from it, and um, like she pulls him into like a restrained position, and then like she just flashes the holy symbol on her sword whilst still holding the vines. Okay. And there's just sounds good. Uh, And it is creatures that are restrained by the vines take the damage. Yes. Okay. Got it. Uh, so, Calum. Corey, Fiendfair undead? None. Nothing. I'm getting nothing. Okay. Calum slams the butt of his staff into the ground, cast, casting bless on Corey, Arjan, and Gwen. And then bonus action. Snakehead. Okay. That's what ended my turn. Sounds good. So, uh, Corey, you watch as these uh, vines, these spectral vines that have entangled this creature, uh, begin to stab out and try and sink into its skin. But as they do, you watch as this creature actually gets a smile across its face, and you watch as it brings its arms in, as those spectral vines actually begin to seep into his skin. Uh, and he watches the cut, Gwen, that you had placed on his arm. The vine spectral energy actually comes up from inside of the wound, connecting the lower half to the top part and actually reconnects part of his arm as some of his damage has been healed. Next up is this creature's turn. Uh, and he does not like what Cory has done to it. So he is going to try... Uh, okay, he's going to try and strike out against Corey with a claw for a 19. 19 more, exactly. Okay. Dang. So, that is going to be for 13 points of psychic damage as his claws just sort of rake through you. They don't actually seem to deal any damage to your armor, but it's almost like three distinct points of cold just are dragged across your internal organs. Uh, And then uh, looking down at you, Gwen, he is going to bring down another claw and try and strike out against you. Do it. Uh, For a 16. 16 hits. Okay. And then that is going to be for 12 points of psychic damage. Of psychic damage. So yes. He takes full. Uh, and then he is going to uh, lean down real close and actually try and bite you, Gwen. Ah! Did he take his d6? Uh, he was not actually restrained, as he is immune to the restrained condition. Good. 
Rutrow. Rutrow Raggy. Yes. That is why he was able to absorb all of those roots into his person. You I had see. thought the Inferi Strike worked. Joke's on you. All right, so Gwen, make a wisdom save. I'll keep trying. Wisdom save? I'm good at those. So you got a 23 to hit. D4? I don't think it's going to help. Six. Oh. So. Hold on, add three plus three plus three because of me. All right. Nine. So. Nine. I rolled a two. You are going to be taking 18 points of psychic damage as this creature bites into you and you are stunned for the next one minute and you may repeat the saving throw to free yourself of this stun at the end of each of your turns. Oh, fuck me. Okay. Maybe later. Um, What? Caleb. We are live. Next up, Gwen. Oh, sorry. So you are stunned, but you can repeat a wisdom save. I will. I would love to repeat my wisdom save. That's a natural 20, bitches! All right. So you have now freed yourself of the stun. Uh, You definitely shake it off, but... uh, Don't let that thing bite you! How does your rage work? Are you out of the rage or still in your rage after being stunned? Uh, if I, I believe it's if I go a full turn without being attacked or if I okay. don't attack. So you are currently fine on that one then. Uh, so that just was... Really angry for a second. That was Gwen's turn. Uh, and have you have not been having the damage, correct? Wait. No, I have not. I just okay. want to make sure. Oh, oh, your rage ends early if you are knocked unconscious or if your turn ends and you haven't attacked a hostile creature since your last turn or taken damage. Yeah, so no, I'm good. I'm still okay. rage. Got it. Just angry. Uh, Arjan, it is your go. Bonus action, I would like to blood, blood maledict, blood curse of the marked, uh, and amplify that. I'll be taking five points of damage on this. But uh, if this creature has resistance to fire damage, which I'm assuming he does. Yes. Uh, he would no longer have that. Okay. So, I'll, I'll, t- I'll take an attack. Do it. Fired and I missed. <laughs> okay. I'll make a second attack. Uh, uh, 28. 28 will hit. Roll for damage. Okay, four points of piercing damage. Okay. Eight points of fire damage. Does not like that. One point of necrotic damage. Okay. Next up, Corey. Okay. Um, I'm going to line up a divine favor. Um, that just gives me a bonus to damage uh, from attacks. And I'm going to come back at him with more swings of the sword. 
Ooh, it's a natural 20. Womp, 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 womp. Oh, that makes me so happy. All right, do I double my divine favor damage as well? Yes. Just everything? And if you were to smite, you would get double the amount of smite die. You're fucked. All right, that's eight slash. Oh no, hold on. Fifteen slashing damage. Um, here comes radiant. I'm <laughs> for the uh, the second level smite because you know I'm doing that. Um, six d8s coming at you. Eight, twelve, thirteen, fifteen, twenty-three radiant damage. Um, and one, four more radiant damage from divine favor. Holy shit! It's still standing, but looks very upset. Cool, here comes my second attack. Oh, good! <laughs> um, 17. 17 just Dude, hits. I'm rolling, I'm rolling a All fucking right. paladin next game. Damn. <laughs> I have a question. Sure. Um, can you do more than one smite per round? Yep, as long as you have spell slots. Here it comes. Okay. Uh, let's see. 14 slashing damage. Okay. I like that. The overlay just updated, and I just saw Corey and Gwen's health chunk. <laughs> yeah, we're both pretty hurt. Uh, 11, 12, 16 radiant damage. And that's the smite and the divine favor. It looks like it is barely able to keep itself together after all of that. That was 57 points of damage in a single round, so... That's and a I am, lot. <laughs> I'm out of second level slots. Okay. So there you go. Uh, next up, Calum. Uh, eeny, miny, that might miss. So, um, yeah, might as well. I'm gonna cast spiritual weapon on top of it. Okay. And the um, what's it? The cluster of feathers. Pff, and starts swirling around him and slashing out for 19. 19 yeah. hits. Uh, 17 points of what, what type of damage is this? Force damage. Okay. So, what does it look like when you tear this fool apart? Um, the feathers start rapidly spinning around it, slicing in, and you could just for a second see glimpses of the, f the feathers turning into, like, swords and spears and knives and halberds <coughs> and just stabbing into it repeatedly. Excellent. Yeah. Before there's the... And as that happens, there is... No remaining form left of this creature, uh, as you guys seem to have uh, seem to have slayed it. And part of you, you guys have have encountered uh, trolls before, 
at least some of you have, and you know that in general they have a regenerative property. I mean, you have a booze labeled after as such, but you wait 10 seconds, 30 seconds, a minute, five minutes, and there does not seem to be any follow-up to this creature. It seems to have been finished off in just the right fashion. Ominous. I don't like any of this at all. I have no idea what that was. So that was like a forest spirit? Kind of looked like a troll. Uh, Just, then what was all of the... Yeah, it was like it was like a shell of something, you know? Ghost stuff. But you said it wasn't dead? No, it wasn't undead. But you saw. Yeah. If I walk over to the spot where we slayed it, is there any residuals or is there completely nothing? It seems to Is there to... anything in the dirt? There does Skyrim not. Pile ex ex Skyrim pile of ectoplasm. There just seems to be a very fine dust on the ground from where the uh, raven feathers had shredded this creature. But as far as, like, bones, uh, any kind of physical remain, it does not seem to have anything left. I have some red strings going off in my head as player, but we'll get back to that in a second. Knights in the Courtyard. That's a courtyard. So we should like not be drinking on watch. Right. Noted. <laughs> I'm up, so uh, <laughs> I can take Bruce's watch, I guess. Corey? Yep. Coriander's busy laying on hands on that bite wound in her side. Yeah, and looking at the bite wound, it doesn't look like there was any, like, physical puncture marks to it. It just looks like, as the creature had bit and torn out, that there is just this deep bruising that seems to have followed where its teeth felt like they scraped you. Yeah, so, like, what was up with that? Like, it, I, I, normally when I get hit, I don't, like, take a ton of damage, but I don't, it doesn't hurt a lot, but that hurt a lot. It hurt me in my head. No, all of my sensibilities point towards ghost, but it wasn't undead, so I don't know what to tell you. What if it was an alive ghost? What if my divine sense isn't working anymore? No, that's <laughs> uh. Sorry. So <laughs> I'm I'm gonna divine sense the group just to make sure. Yeah, your divine sense I works. Look, I look at Blake. Who's Blake? Um, Arshan! It's been uh, months! Has he still got, um, Fiend coming off of him? He does. It's a little bit so stronger now than it was before. Whoa. It's a little. Okay, no, it's definitely, it's definitely working. Uh, and I'm gonna cure wounds on, uh, Gwen. Oh, uh, okay. Buddy. You got it covered. Did you touch me? Yes. Tell me how. You don't know. I, I, no. I, How many I points? Touch your shoulder. <laughs> and your wounds are healed. Yay! <laughs> They're there, buddy. Just a gentle How pat on the points? back. 
Uh, shit. I have first level, so however many that is. D8 plus wisdom. Okay. D8. That's, that's two. Wisdom, two. You get four. Solid. Uh, I need more. <laughs> uh, I'll do it again. You get ten more. Oh, thank you. Um, I think for the next couple of nights, I'm going to be in the library looking some stuff up. Yeah, that seems pretty, like, not of this worldy. Um, well, no, uh, a live ghost sort of makes sense. There's, uh, there's an order of the witch knight. Well, well, not the witch knights. Uh, sanguine order of the hollowed god. I think it's the hollowed god. I think so. Sure, it's kind of the same ones who worship the Raven Queen. I said it like last episode. Sorry. Huh. Um, and they they can like sort of take on a like spectral form. It's like they're sort of like between this life and the next. Huh. They're sort of like living ghosts. Hmm. Sweet. So But I don't. I I wouldn't know of like a troll being able to do that. Can it, like, shapeshift into it? Like a druid? I'm not sure if any druid has been able to touch this forest for a while. Yeah. Maybe not the good kind. Yeah. Well. Y'all should get some sleep, I think. <laughs> well, Blake, Arjan, you should get some sleep. Yeah. And he does. Good news, they glow, so like it's easy to see at night, right? <laughs> <laughs> Hopefully. Not hope they know how to turn translucent. Mm. That'll be weird. And harder to spot. Right. Uh when it's gonna definitely gonna keep a good eye out tonight. <laughs> okay. So yeah, as Calum, you go and take your trance. Uh, to allow yourself to go to the library, and Arjan, you find yourself going to sleep. Uh, Gwen and Corey, I'd like for you both to make perception checks as you kind of stare off into the into the forest that leads to the Hollow Lock ruins. Nineteen. Twelve. Okay. Uh, so a. 12 is good enough to see this uh, as it is very dark out um, the night sky just kind of hangs overhead you guys are at this point uh, at about a half full waxing moon uh, as it is reaching to the point where you're pretty sure that once you reach the hollow locks just based on a time scale it would probably be the full moon um and as the two of you are thinking about the the encounter that you had previously and thinking about what the acquisitioners had told you earlier, you watch as this forest does seem to have almost like this ghostly effect kind of take over it. You watch as from very, very, very far off and deep within that there is just this roaring color that seems to surge through and it is oranges and yellows and reds 
that seem to flicker and waver in the same way that flames would that wreath every branch of every tree that you can see leading into the actual forest for miles and the wood itself seems to transition from this very deep dark colored wood into almost a ghostly white color and with it you watch as a wave of heat seems to spill out of the woods and you watch it actually careen down the hillside and actually comes towards you where you can actually feel it and it is warmth it is it oh it definitely feels hot comparatively to the temperatures that you guys have gotten used to having been walking through uh, the winter month um, or winter wonderland that is the uh, that is the Illyrian mainland and as you feel this warmth kind of wash over you looking down you can see that the grass that is beneath your feet for a moment turns from just this kind of frosted over ground to very nice wispy blades of grass that seem to just kind of billow as this heat comes by and as this wave passes by both you uh Corey and you Gwen you can see that there is a figure kind of standing farther off looking like they are maybe about a mile or two away from the actual woods their hair is long and white they're wearing long kind of lighter blue robes and they just sort of seem to be standing looking at the woods and as again a second rush of this wave comes from the woods carrying with it uh, a sweet smell and as the scent kind of reaches your nose, uh, Gwen and Corey, you both know that this is not a winter breeze that is rolled through. This is the smell of autumn. And that is where we will call it for tonight's session. So I would like to say thank you to everybody who decided to uh, stop by and enjoy this wonderful show. Thank you to these wonderful players with putting up with my bullshit once again this week. I'm very excited to see where this arc goes. Uh, and next week, we are going to be having a guest. Our dear friend, Tyler, a.k.a. Frothy Inferno, has uh, agreed to join us as a guest character for this show. So, y'all have that to look forward to. Um, Is he that character that we just saw? Yes. I would say who's to say, but good. the answer is me. I'm to say, and yes. I was, I was very concerned for a for a split second. <laughs> yes, but. But nights in the courtyard. Nights in the courtyard. So, RJ, where can we find you? What do you do? Hey everybody, I'm RJ here on the channel, but you can catch me at rjustinstuitway2 on Twitter and Twitch, where I've started to stream my misadventures in a lot of games. And I also tweet about the nerdy things in my life and how the most normal person in my workplace is a cardboard box that holds the receipts for purchases named Herb. Okay. He has a family. I worry about you, they buddy. Need food. I worry about you. I'm LB Hackamo. <laughs> you can find me on Mondays and Tuesdays on this channel 
Tuesday, tomorrow I'll be playing Silmi, the uh, wizard half elf, uh, sibling to our lovely DM who's up there. Um, and uh, I think everything's worked out between us at this point. Eh. So you know that's that's good. <laughs> on Wednesday you can find me on Damn It Various Channel. We are playing the Ghost of Salt March game. Uh, Sundays you can find me at 5 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on Encounter Roleplay's channel. Uh, we are doing up the Apocalypse system, uh, Apocalypse Win, where there are a lot of red strings, and I don't understand time travel that well, but it's a lot. Like, like we ourselves are the bad guys, but we're not sure if it's like alternate dimension us or like in the future us. Anyways, Danae did some amazing artwork for us, so go to my Twitters and like it and thumbs it up. Right, that's what you do on the tweets. No, okay, sure. And then at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, you can find me on Pro Research Channel doing the Cypher system as Ophi with our lovely RJ. And we I play a very crazy character, and I love her so much. All right, Cyberwolf, where can we find you? What do you do? Ha! I'm Cyberwolf. You can find me. I wasn't checking that. Sorry. Uh, you can find me at Cyberwolf Cyber 1, where I shitpost. Stuff like the Elder Scrolls and other wonderful content that comes to me in the weird hours between waking and sleeping. Uh, you can also find tweets about like whenever I go live on twitch.tv slash cyberwolf501 where I play video games so, so badly. But I'll talk about lore. We just finished off Horizon Zero Dawn and spent some good time with our good friend of friend of some of the bar channels ppp osqueef where we talked and we exploded some and dated some monsters and fucked some monsters it, it was great saturday was a good uh, day saturday was a real good day osqueef uh, for president osqueef for president aq for president shit um fuck i i don't know what i'm playing this saturday but i'm sure i'll figure it out um archives of that go on the youtube as well as a podcast that kyle with an n and i do called let's talk about it i was editing an episode of that today that might go up this weekend if i finish editing it i don't know i'm not killing myself over it because you know yeah mental health. uh but but for uh role-playing stuff which is great for my mental health uh you can find me here on Mondays, you found me. Congratulations. But you can also find me on Thursdays, uh, where 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 I play Albus the Kalastra Bard, on uh, on the on the Saltmarsh channel, Saltmarsh game, not Saltmarsh channel. I am so tired. Um, you should watch that game and that episode, because we hit level three, and that's a good level. Yeah. Yeah. And Danae, where can we find you? What do you do? My name's Danae Keener. You can find me at DanaeKeener.com. I do nerdy drawings mostly related to D&D and stuff on this channel. Uh, I also play Coriander, the uh, Elidrid Paladin, here on Mondays, and I'm also going to be running Curse of Strahd tomorrow here um, on Tuesdays, which is what tomorrow is. Uh, once again, you can find me at Danae Keener. Uh, dot com. 
And if you have made it this far, you probably already know who I am, but if you do not, hello, fella, it's me, your buddy, your pal, your friend, the Indoor Adventurer, the showrunner here at twitch.tv slash indooradventures, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, all at 5.30 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. We got a homebrew game, we got a Ghost of Saltmarsh game, we got, got our Curse of Strahd game, and of course... We have one-shot Wednesdays, so if you are interested in joining us for a one-shot, uh, consider joining our Discord community, and we post a lot of our Looking for Group stuff there, so you can always check it out. Uh, other than that, we also have a Patreon setup, so that is uh, where we post the after show of this game called Knights in the Courtyard which you can find at patreon.com slash indooradventures. We've been doing after shows for a while there are many after shows and there will always be more after shows because we like to do one at the end of every game four nights a week so really you're getting a, a goddamn steal if you are looking for some value town as to whether or not you can join us for more stuff uh other than that like I said, we have merch, we got all that other jazz, and we will be right back here tomorrow. So I would like to say once again, thank you to these players for being absolutely incredible and fighting all sorts of spooky shit. Uh, and thank you to everybody who decided to stop by. It really means a lot to be able to see so many familiar faces in chat. And we will see you guys next time. All right, everybody. Bye-bye!